Hey Star Wars fans, welcome back to another episode of Cantina Thoughts, where you guys know we talk about all things in the Star Wars universe, from the films, TVs, comics, and so much more. In today's episode, I get to sit down and talk about the new updates on the Star Wars land with a special person in my life, and later I get to talk about the breaking news of the upcoming Han Solo film, and also get to read some of your questions from Instagram. So let's sit back, drink some Jawa juice, and let's enjoy the show. Before we get started on the news updates on the Star Wars land, I want to introduce a special guest tonight. She's a very special lady in my life. Uh, she introduced me to the Disney lifestyles and the reason why I have an annual pass today. Uh, she is my girlfriend, Michelle. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It was kind of weird to introduce you like that as a girlfriend. I don't know. I always... I felt uncomfortable writing it like that, but... Yeah, to be honest. <laughs> but uh, just... I'm glad to have you on. Uh, yeah, thank it's, you. It's really cool uh, because, you know, I've been doing this for couple months now and you've been so supportive of it and i just thank you appreciate it i appreciate it i mean you. it's really it's really getting like popular it's really thank getting you. out there and i'm really proud of you about it like it's so really much. cool i'm proud of the whole network so i want the listeners listeners to learn some things about you i have a couple of questions i promise they're not too hard uh but it's just we want to know how much you love star wars you know so let's get started so a uh, question one we have for you is uh what is your favorite star wars movie and why uh, my favorite Star Wars movie has to be Revenge of the Sith. Why? Okay, so, um, Anakin, um, he's, like, my dream boy. Oh, and <laughs> Anakin Christensen? Yes, and, um, I don't know, I just love how at the end, him and, like, the way he turned into the dark side was just, mm-hmm. like, it was so cool. Like, the cinema way was really cool, how, like, the scene was, how the graphics were. Okay. And then once he turned into Darth Vader, it was, like, it was just, it was just, ugh. Like, I had that, that right. goosebumps when are I you saw... Think, are you talking about, like, uh, when Anakin was burning, the effects, the special effects on that? Just... His eyes. Mostly, his eyes? Mostly his eyes got me when really? it turned. Oh, and when they yellow? Yeah, when they turned after he started killing, you know? You know, you know what's funny? So I, I posted uh, post today. Uh, today is Monday, uh, June 6th, June 19th. And um, somebody commented saying that red represents hate and yellow represents suffering. So it's, when it comes to the eye colors, the reason why there's a lot of yellow is because he's suffering. So you've seen that shot of you know that cool shot you know with his eyes and all that oh yeah that's just that's just so <laughs> that uh that he's suffering and he has oh, a yeah. lot of hate and Which, i understand yeah because that, that was pretty cool yeah because it, it really does go back to like all the the suffering and the and the hurt that he's coming from because right. of his mom right for the mom yeah. oh so now we're getting in depth here with this. yeah keep going with it keep going what else you got with <laughs> well i mean the reason I just like the like so many things that turned him into the dark side was like you know the mom, mm-hmm. um, uh, the whole thing with he felt a little betrayal by with the with the Jedi console, and mm-hmm. he just you know he just he was of course he was weak and right. because he was weak that was the time that uh, that um, Palpatine Palpatine yes that he came and he just kind of took the vantage of that weakness. And that's when, uh, you know, he just he just went under his arm right away because of that, because of all that weakness, the sorrow, the hurt that he was in. So it was like it's that would interest me also even more because it's like, hey, yeah, he might be a Jedi, but he also has feelings, and right. it's like, it's it's hard. It was hard for him, especially wow. him. Well, we'll see. We we'll get a bit back on that later. But okay. second question was uh, obviously this, this probably answer your question. What is your favorite Star Wars? Who is your favorite Star Wars character? Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan. So not Anakin. After Anakin all, after is all, my after dream all, boy. At, your dream boy, yes. 
But he's not your favorite character. No. Why is Obi-Wan your favorite character? He is wise. Wise. One. He's, um, he's very, like, he's the leader. And I like him as him portraying the leader because he is wise. And he not only tried to lead Anakin, but instead of like, oh, I feel like I failed Anakin because of how he's heard, he mm-hmm. went get, he went and um, looked at looked for um, Luke and tried to at least try to lead him into the right path. And I like that because he, he, he tried his best to... Right. And I, I, you know, I'll go with you that because I think Obi-Wan is one of my favorite characters. Uh... I, oh, I love this lightsaber as growing up, you know, I always loved that one. But I do love Anakin's now. It's funny, because now I love Anakin's more than I love Obi-Wan's. But when I was younger, I, I loved Obi-Wan's design. But um, I did love him as a character. I think I think a lot of us did who watched the movies. Uh, because I think it's because he stuck around the longest and his character mm-hmm. was always good. Um, and yeah, he, 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 just, he was just wise. I, I really love him in episode um, three, because uh, it shows like someone who's grown up with Anakin from yeah. from a child and just like seeing that suffering and even even McGregor great guy I love him in uh, Beauty and the Beast oh yes um, great as Lumineer I, other I forget his other um, roles right now but definitely Obi Wan and him is one of my favorite roles from him and I think he did a fantastic job um, as an actor yes and I and I hope he comes back I really do for yeah. the for the standalone film so that was really cool to know from you uh, so what side so let's, next question what side would you pick would you be a Jedi or would you be a Sith and we're going depth with this, because now, now you're telling me that Obi Wan's your favorite character, <laughs> and then you told me that Anakin's your dream boy, yeah. dark side Anakin, right? So, what side would you pick? Sith. All right. Well, it go now. Elaborate with that. Why okay. Sith? Why Sith? Um. Okay. So, correct me if I'm wrong, but there can only be two. Yes, the rule of two. Okay. So I don't know. Like, there's so many Jedi's. It's just kind of like the same role they have their norm they have their schema their you know oh you have to do this you have to do that you have you know all this stuff which is kind of the reason why anakin kind of just broke away from that but um it's just i don't know the sith way like i play one republic and i always like doing the evil stuff it just kind of like sets me away from the good moral (laughs) (laughs) to be honest because i like to uh star wars is like my um like my dream world. Like this is where I actually get in my creative like mode. Like you escape. Yes, I escape. And this is um, to be, you know, honest. I do have a dark side, <laughs> <laughs> and I do like that that dark, um, the dark characteristics and how you, um, you know, how you are as a Sith. And because there's only two, like come on, you can be one of those two, and that's just awesome. Like at least the top ones. That's that's funny. Well, let's talk about what you said earlier. Me and Michelle, we do play a lot of the Old Republic. Uh, we don't play as much as we want to, but it's because of school and all that. But yeah. uh, we do want to get back into it. But we we always have the dark side roles. She loves to pay, play as the agent. Now we play. You play as a Sith Lord. Yes, um, the but juggernaut. Juggernaut, right? Juggernaut, and I'm yeah. a sorcerer. I, I yeah, you're a sorcerer. Something like that. Yeah, we'll go the with blue that. guy. Blue guy. <laughs> um, so that, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. But um, we definitely <laughs> want to get back on that. Uh, and maybe we can talk to Miguel about doing something with Red Five Life with that. I think that would be pretty dope. Oh yeah. Uh, so let's go on to the next question. This is a big question to me. Uh, I think a big question to the fans is very, um, you know, talking about just more than just the film. So the question is, uh, what do you think makes Star Wars special and relevant over 40 years? What makes it special to you? And why do you think it makes it special to everyone else? Well, like I said, uh, Star Wars is like the, the, the land that you just go off on your own. That you can make your own stories. You can make your own... Um, anything in a creative mode you can just 
it's just like a different world but it's not just like a, a different world it's a very important world especially in a lot of people's childhood um it brings a lot of uh, memories maybe bad ones maybe sad mm-hmm. ones but also just mostly great ones and great and happy ones because uh star wars community is really big and right. because it's it's gotten even bigger and bigger it's gotten so um so much more support and so much more love and um honestly it's just it's gotten really special um for throughout the years like like wow they're the eighth film is about to come out. Right, right. So, I mean, well, not including Rogue One. Yeah. But the eighth, <laughs> it's coming out. And it's just like, it started in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And it's like, whoa, it, it's been a lot of years, 40 years. And it's, it's still going on strong. So, honestly, it's like, I think the most special component about Star Wars is the fact that we can just keep going on with different stories and maybe not just the Star Wars stories that the writers do amazing at, mm-hmm. but our own stories that we can continue off of and role play from and just connect with a lot of people with. Yeah, and I want to go back because I really like what you said about the community um, because I love you. You know, I love you. I love you guys here, the community, um, from the support I've been getting so much from Michael and everyone from the family of the ASW Network. Um and it brought me up because when you said that, you, just how powerful and how like awesome the community is, it brought me back to 2015 um, uh, when, I, I'm sorry, I forget his name right now, but the guy who was dying from a, a cancer or a disease oh, yeah. and he was able to see The Force Awakens uh, before days out. before mm-hmm. he died. Um, so like I said, it's really cool to see how awesome we are as a community, how much we work together and I think like how much unites us. I think one of the best things to see is uh, growing up, um, throughout the years from Lucasfilm and Disney and, and Star Wars is that they, they're becoming more of a family-centered uh, thing. Not not just like content-wise, like it's being more childish. That's not what I mean. I'm talking about like it's you you feel like there's there's so much there's so much so much a bigger family connection with parents and their children uh, because that you know it's a big thing. You grew, like if you have. So if you if you're a parent and you really care about this and you share it with your with your family, then that passion goes to them and that almost like that generation gap gets filled with Star Wars and I feel like, you know, with we you know when we have kids and stuff. It's like I I want our kids to have that um, that love that passion that we have for it. And I think it will be done because Star Wars is always coming out and I feel like because of the community and because that is so family, gener- centered. And even the story so family centered that it's it's just it's it's really great. I think it's you know having it forty years and going. So yeah. All right, now that the hard part's over, we can start talking about Star Wars Land. Um, so let, let's just get right to it. So back in tw- August twenty fifteen, uh, Disney CEO Bob Iger announced that they're building a Star Wars themed land and it's going to release in twenty nineteen. Now that sounds like a long time, but we're coming closer and closer to the release date. But a couple of months ago, uh, there was not much news on the Star Wars land uh, would consist of until Star Wars Celebration uh, 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, Disney had a panel giving updates on what we might see in the, in the coming park. Uh, there was a lot to take away from the panel that is very exciting. So let's get started right into it. Uh, first thing they revealed, the land doesn't consist of the locations that we've already seen in Star Wars. 
Uh, Scott uh, Timberg is quoted saying, can you read me the quote for me? Yeah, sure. Okay. So he said, uh, if we were to go to those places, Hoth, Tatooine, some of those things, we know those stories that happen there. We know whose stories they are, and we know uh, we are not in them. And that's not what we wanted to do. We wanted to build new Star Wars stories, new Star Wars destination, and this time you can be in that story. We want you to discover your own Star Wars story, not remember um, someone else's Star Wars story. Now, that requires going to a new place, a place of a lot of stories yet to discover, new characters, and new adventures. And the final quote on this is that he says, It's a new planet, new place, and a remote frontier outpost out in the wild space. Thank you for that. Uh, this is a very interesting for the planet that they're discussing. It said that the planet already exists in the Star Wars universe, uh, but that but that means it's in the star charts, but we haven't seen it yet in the film or TV. So, Michelle, what do you think about Disney building a new planet with all new creatures and stories instead of having a, some like familiar locations from the film? I think, honestly, it's um, a great idea because... Um, well, first of all, we go to Disney, you know, to have fun, to have new adventures, new experiences with right. our family. So if we go to the Star Wars land, well, first of all, which is amazing, we go to the Star Wars land and we're actually able to see new creatures. Um, we're actually um, able to hear new stories. We're able to be in those stories and to um, basically kind of create our own little pathway in those stories. Also, our own characters. It's honestly a really cool idea. And going back to what you said, it's like we've, we've been Disney pass holders for two years now. Yeah. So it, it's we have a great time there. And our obviously my favorite park is Hollywood because of the Star Tours. And Disney has done so much at the parks. Um, one of my favorite things they do is the the First Order March where they have Captain Phasma and the Stormtroopers come out. And it, it, the music, the the marching itself, it's so awesome. And just the, the acting in those are so great. So, like, just going back to, like, I'm happy that they're making a new planet or, or a planet that has already existed uh, because, it, like you said, it, it creates new stories, new adventures, uh, new characters. And I, I just can't wait. From the images they showed us, um, one of the cool things is, like, it kind of looks like Earth a bit. Uh, there's, you know, there's the space. Uh, not the space, but, you know, the skies, the blue skies, um, green, uh, like, plants and all kinds of algae stuff. But what I really like about it from the stuff that they showed us is it's so grounded. It's, like, almost going to, um, I would say, like, going to most icely. Uh, because, you know, uh, Obi-Wan says in episode 4, you know, this is a place full of scum and villainy. Um, and I think that's something that I feel like the Imagineers are taking uh, into hard consideration to focus and making sure that this feels like a Star Wars planet. Um, and I feel like they're doing a great job. Uh, Dong Cheng, um, he is actually a concept artist for the films. Um, he done all the prequels. Uh, I be- I'm not sure if he did any of the original. I'm pretty sure he didn't do any of the originals, but he had- he did do the Force Awakens, and I believe Rogue One too. He's part of the he's all part of the story group uh, team. And what was really cool about that is, it's artists that really worked on the film. You know, it's not just the Imagineers, which I know the Imagineers could do a great job, and I believe in them a hundred percent that they could do it because you know we go to Disney, and I want to talk about that later. But um, what I'm happy is that they're bringing someone who who's been there for two, over two decades, two to three decades by now. Um, and their their work is just coming out of those art pages. I remember I seeing uh, in the panel, 
uh, it's on YouTube, by the way, the panel, it has uh, some character designs, and they look, honestly, if they were in the prequels. And I know people do not like the prequels. There's some haters out there. But I love the designs of the creatures that were designed in the prequels. They're so unique. They're so fresh and, like, beautiful. Um, I, I love every single one of them. I love Doug Chain's art. I have a uh, some of the concept of his art in my room. And it's just awesome stuff. But um, it's, it's really cool. But going back to what we were talking about Disney. Uh, so do you would you would you prefer having a park that is um, that is kind of like Magic Kingdom. So think about Magic Kingdom for a second. Magic Kingdom has so many different areas. They have the Fantasyland, uh, Tomorrowland. Um, what's the other ones? Frontier. Frontier. Uh, is there another one? Uh, Adventure. Adventure, yeah, Adventureland. I with, think that's with, with dinosaurs and stuff. Right, and then which one's the one with Indiana Jones? Not Indiana Jones. Come on, me now. Parts of the Caribbean. <laughs> that's a that's a adventure. Adventure, very yeah. good. All all those, right? And in those, right? Every time you walk into, it's like a different location. You're walking to, you know, the eighteen right eighteen hundred America. That's what it is. That's what it's. Don't quote me on that. But uh, it, it's like America, you know, old school America, fan, you know, classy America, right? And then you go to Tomorrowland in space. It's, you know, there's the future, the future right? <laughs> and it's, they have Buzz Lightyear. And then you go to Fantasyland and it's it's like, you know, the the there's no straight lines, right? It's all curvy. It's all smooth and rounded. All the, all the buildings. I think of the Pinocchio. Mm-hmm. Um, the, what's it called? The little restaurant he has there. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, then you go to Adventureland. You, it's just, it's all, it's all different, you know? And, and it's, it's so, it's a variant. It's a, it's really cool. And what I would do, would you prefer something like that in Star Wars where you kind of feel like, oh, that you're going to Tatooine and then you're going to Hoth and then maybe go to Mustafar or the Death Star to see the Falcon? Would you prefer that? Or do you, or do you like this, um, just this new planet, all one, all one planet, you know? Uh, I like the all one planet idea um, because in Disney, um, uh, well, first of all, Star Wars, the, the land is going to be in Hollywood. And uh, in Disney, especially at Hollywood Studios, um, we have also different places that we go to. Um, Hollywood Studios is just, you know, all Hollywood. So it has um, the Aerosmith side. It also right. has the theater side. It has... Um, the um, the great movie side, which is just you know the a whole Chinese bunch of theater. movies. Yes, it has um, a whole bunch of things, and then you have the Star Wars side. Right. Now we're about to have two Star Wars sides, which is going to be <laughs> awesome. But <laughs> you have the Star Wars side where they have um, right now they have Star Tours. They have the the little movie theater that they give like a like a five minute video of something with Star Wars, and they also have like the gallery that you can watch and right. see and look at the beautiful arts and the 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 costumes and stuff so like it's like it's you know we already have places we can go but if we have like a planet like if we were just going to hollywood studios and then bam there's a planet right there right i just think that's so cool because it's like okay we're not in earth anymore we're not in hollywood anymore we're in star wars land let's do this so it's kind of like it's like it's so cool the, the second thing with that is also what's coming out sooner than the star wars is the toy story land Yes, uh, and I don't know how far they are to releasing that. I I'm not quite sure, I'm not. but um, it's the same thing. Is like if we go to Toy Story Land, is it like we're miniature toys? 
be like you know that like, would be cool <laughs> like everything's large and you know there's giant dominoes and you know whatnot and we're just small toys like kind of like the ride itself the midnight mm-hmm, the the mania not midnight it's not midnight <laughs> the mania uh, midtown mania whatever yeah. it is uh and like stuff like that so i think it's really cool that they're just they're doing that but like i said the star wars land is going to be um that way so it's it's very interesting and it's very cool like that so yeah uh moving forward uh the second thing that was taken from the panel uh is that it's gonna be set in the sequel trilogy in the middle of resistance against the first order and on top of that the star wars underworld will take a heavy part of this new planet as well as for the planet is known to be a hideout for bounty hunters and smugglers uh do you think this is a smart move michelle for for disney to, to have it in the sequel trilogy or you think they should have kept it um vague or maybe open to the original or the prequels um or do you think or do you think it should be something entirely different um i definitely first i like to say i definitely like the idea of having like um the bounty hunters the smugglers and just you know um just all of them being in a hideout mm-hmm. and just them being in their own place and then out of nowhere they they pop up and they you know they join your life and your story of why, why you're walking around right um to be set in the sequel trilogy i don't know i feel like it should be um a very broad type of thing um it should be a little bit of the original a little bit of the um uh, the the sequel a little bit of um, maybe Rogue One or something like a right. little bit of everything um, because honestly the stories that are in of Star Wars um, put into Star Wars land kind of makes up the land and makes up the the idea of having different stories and different um, creations and stuff and um, I would want like maybe one day I would want to be in the Rogue One story or right, one day right. I would like to be in the um, one of the original stories like i want to be with luke skywalker or i right. want to be with um jen jen orso so it's like you know it's it's i I'd rather have I, I was broad. i was thinking about that too because i felt like if they're limiting themselves to just have the sequel trilogy there's so much they could do i think of battlefront 2 uh because I, I feel like with battlefront 2 it's uh, the trailer that we got the gameplay showing us the the just the the love that we are getting for the prequels, right? The clones and the droids. Something that the fan base been wanting for a video game, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's just, it's breaking the waves of just like, oh, we have to keep it in the original trilogy because people are not going to like it, right? If we go backwards or we go too back, right? Mm-hmm. And we're, we're just with, I think with the fans, like I said, the community, we're supporting the clones and supporting that. I feel like later down the road it would be cool to just have be like okay maybe one month right out of the whole month you're just gonna see clone troopers walking around and i and that, that would be awesome because it's like mm-hmm. okay back and the clone wars this planet was very popular for this all right and then the original trilogy you can see the tyranny of the of the empire um of you know you can see darth vader and boba um the royal guards maybe emperor if they ever get that i mean if it's not that hot for florida um and then you know like then again this this uh the sequel and we don't really know much about it because like i said episode 8 comes out this year in december mm-hmm. um so we really don't know how much uh lore is inside the uh, in that in the resistance in the first order uh because really all we have is stormtroopers uh night i mean the snowtroopers are deleted scenes but um that and we i don't think in the movie we ever saw a real resistance fighter or just a resistance soldier but you know you got han and old han and leia and uh maybe even ray 
and I, and I feel like they could do so much more with that. But if you could just expand it to have all eras come, maybe like just seasonal, I think that would be really, really awesome. And just like uh, bringing up our next topic on it, uh, which we're going to talk about, just like reputation. So let's keep going with it. The final thing I want to talk about in this panel is the reputation you will have in Star Wars Land. In the panel, it is discussed that uh, for the people who want to be part of the world, there are so many opportunities to help out with the resistance, smugglers, and bounty hunters with side jobs and able to join the First Order. Uh, it's confirmed that we will have a ride uh, to ride the Millennium Falcon of their attractions, uh, giving us the ability to drive the ship in the cockpit. And it's going to be very exciting because it's the Falcon. Like you're going into the ship and you're going to fly it. it just it has some other news on this, but it's going to be really so cool. Uh, I keep going. It is still confirmed that our choices matter. So if we make damage to the Falcon on the ride, it will affect our reputation moving forward. Uh, this is going to be very groundbreaking for sure. So let me talk about this uh, with you, Michelle. Um, they have said that you will have a reputation. Now, we don't know exactly how they would track your reputation or if it's just going to be one day at the park. Uh, but how it's going to work is whatever you do, it will people will notice and people will, sh will see that. Now, I, I kind of think like... I think of like the Hogwarts the, in the universe where they had the Harry Potter and then the Harry Potter, you could buy the robes. Uh, you could dress up with their attire that they had there and dress up just like a, um, a student of any, of any house. And I feel like they could do that with the star Wars land is you can buy uniforms, um, that you, either has sides. So you could buy a uniform that is for the resistance or buy one for the first order. Or if you want to be a smuggler or a bounty hunter, you buy that uniform. Um, I mean, I would buy all of them, but I, <laughs> but I think it's, if, if it's something like that, where you can actually dress up and be a part of it and maybe have a, an ID card and, uh, whatever you do, it's marked on that ID card. So whenever you come back to the park, your reputation's still there. Uh, but bringing about the Falcon, the ride, what's going to, what they said is that, like I said, you, the awesome thing, you drive the Falcon, you drive the cockpit, but if you, in the, in the ride, you're, you're reckless, you don't know how to drive it, and you're crashing into asteroids or whatever they have there, walls or something, you're bumping into it. Um, people, the, the, the Star Wars land, the, the, the cast members will know. Uh, they said that, I don't have it quoted right now, but they, they said that a certain type of Wookiee would be upset with you. <laughs> so when I think of it, I'm like, obviously Chewbacca, right? So well, I get, I'm guessing, you know, all speculation here. I'm guessing with that, it's like if... So if you do that, I mean, the resistance will be upset at you. That means you can lure close to a different side or stuff like that. I, I don't know. Well, what, do you, what do you think about that? Like, do you, do, am I going way into depth into it? Or do, you, or do you think it's there's something that's really going to happen that's going to be really special about it? Well, I was actually kind of wondering how are they going to do this? How are they going to establish a reputation for each one of those people that go to Star Wars Land? And I think it's just an awesome like thing that they're gonna do an awesome component they're gonna put into this because like i said we get our own story we get our own um placement into um the star wars land the starters the star wars universe and it's just basically like um like how you said like if we mess up in that uh, millennium falcon we're, we're like we're gonna lean close right. to probably the other side which honestly i think that's gonna probably be me <laughs> <laughs> because i like you know the dark side but um i kind of like i'm thinking like what else is there gonna be like um is there gonna be like maybe 
um, fights that we can get into and then like kind of get even closer to another side than the other or saving lives or right. making choices. And it's kind of, it's just so cool. What if like we can make choices of what we can eat and it's kind of like, it also goes into our repetition. Speaking about eating, that's that they've been talking about that on the panel as well. They talked about that you will able, you will be eating special meat. And I, like huh. it, I'm guessing, you know, it would obviously be you know chicken or like yeah. real life, but the meat that they're gonna serve is uh, role playing meat. You know, mm-hmm. in in a way, it's it's meat from the market. So what you would eat uh, a womp rat or or I don't know what you would eat there, but they show concept of a, of of the diner or not the diner, just the restaurant area. It has a pod racer engine that's cooking the meat. Now they said that that meat would actually be cooked on the pod racer, so. <sighs> That's cool. I don't know how they like I said. There's so <laughs> much that that sounds just so ambiguous and so like impossible, but I feel like it, it, like you know with the Imagineers and Lucasfilm, I know it's gonna be done. Uh, and they also talked about that the park is going to smell a certain way. Um, there will be a certain smell in the park, so we don't know how that's gonna work. Uh, <laughs> I I, for, I forgot, but I know they're talking about the re- the restrooms that you would be drinking the the water that you'll be drinking from the the sinks and the and all that stuff is it's right next to the bathroom the the water will taste different <laughs> they, it, I, I'm sorry, I don't know I could be I'd be completely wrong but I uh, I know they mentioned something about that it, it was sound amazing I mean I I am still gonna drink the water oh. <laughs> <laughs> but um it, it's really cool but let's go to the last question here because this one is um you know a Disney question for us right uh so now uh Michelle. Now that we know that you live in the Disney lifestyle, right? We both have annual passes. We've been going almost, what, almost over 50 times throughout the two years we went. Uh, With Disney's parks now, right, all the parks we have, do you think this this Star Wars land is going to live the hype of what it has do you think it's going to be as great as people are uh, the you know the imagineers are saying uh as as far as what disney has done from what we've seen do you think disney has the capability of doing this enormous almost impossible project yes i i totally believe in it um well first of all like i said earlier the star wars community all of everything about star wars has gotten so big over the years and 40 years has gone by and um, it's just getting bigger and bigger, and uh, we're getting even more um, people to like it and more people to connect with it. So honestly, like, especially that Disney has it, I know a lot of people have not been very um, agreeable about Disney buying, um, you know, Lucas Star Film. Wars, Lucasfilms. Yeah. But um, it's it's to me, it seems like a, a really good opportunity that Star Wars is going into because. Um, knowing how Disney is, knowing how magical Disney is always sounding like, mm-hmm. and honestly, it is because we've been there so many times, and I, st- I'm still not sick of it. Right. So it's like knowing how that is, and knowing how many, uh, how what Disney can do in general, because Disney is a very, very, very big company, and they they own a lot of things. And what the just knowing that Star Wars is under Disney's hands, I I feel like yes, this is gonna be um what they are talking about yes this is going to be magical yes this is, is going to be um a very new a very um awesome experience that we're going to have um even if it took 40 years it you know it's just right. going to be that feeling even if maybe 
maybe it, we might not like some certain things, but it's just that feeling. The, the, the matter of it is that there's a Star Wars land, mm-hmm. and we are going to be in that Star Wars land as a Star Wars family, loving the same thing, connecting with the same thing, doing the same thing that we love. And it's just, I feel like that's the, that's the best experience that we can get. That's the best um, that we can that anyone can get just like in star wars celebration how we always like anytime that we unite it's just it brings the the best out of us and it brings the best out of star wars and um i feel like yeah i i totally believe that disney is gonna and I, and I agree with you i agree with you well that's gonna start wrapping things up i want to thank you michelle for being on uh it was really awesome you did really good uh mm-hmm. i and you know you know your stuff you know you know your stuff and I do appreciate that. <laughs> and you are really awesome. And I wanted to hope we get to see you soon on the show. Uh, maybe even the network. You know, if you have any, if anything, you know, coming up. Wink, wink, nuts, nuts on that. But uh, <laughs> but like I said, thank you for being on. Thank you for having me. No problem. And see you next time. May the force be with you. So moving on forward to today's episode, we still have so much to talk about. Uh, so let's get right into the to the next subject here. It is the groundbreaking news. Not even groundbreaking. Just breaking news of the Han Solo A Star Wars Story. Uh, we have lost the two film directors, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Um, very, very creative uh, directors. I think a lot of talent. And But as I said in my Instagram post, it's very unfortunate that this happened. Uh, because I was really looking forward to this film. Uh, it, as well as a little skeptical. Uh, but moving on with the pod, I just want to talk about a little bit of the positives before we get to the negatives on the subject. But um, I was really looking forward to a, a different Star Wars film uh, because I know with these pe- with these directors, their their data, you know, their their back history on these on these di- uh, film directors, they're mostly worked on comedies, you know, Twenty One Jump Street, Twenty Second, and as well as the Lego film. But one of my favorites out of those is the Lego film because the Lego film. As well as this being funny and entertaining for children, uh, it, it carries a lot of great story elements, and it sucks you into the story of this of this chosen one, uh, moving you forward, the adventures that they have to go through. It's it's very very entertaining and awesome. I think a lot of people will agree with that. The Lego Movie is not a bad movie. It's a great film for a children's film. You know, kind of like Star Wars. You know, <laughs> I bring that back a little bit. But um, as I was saying, there's just so much talent with these two guys, and with, with uh, as far as uh, on June twentieth, we get the information that they have left the project due to creative differences. Now, if that term is not so unfamiliar to you, or uh, are pretty familiar to you, it's because we have seen this many times with uh, pop culture films. Uh, a, v- a very big example here is. Um, ant-man uh marvel studios was where you know ant-man was coming out they had the first director edgar wright and we and edgar wright has done some really different films or his style is very different from what i think marvel was looking for so when they came to him with the with the uh script and probably some some ideas that he thrown around maybe marvel studios was like ah this is going a little too left field to what you know our film or or our our universe is building towards and it could have been done with you know just trying to make this character fit into the avengers and stuff like that i don't want to get too much into it you know we're not a marvel podcast here but that same thing i feel like is happening here uh because creative differences it's so vague uh we really don't know what it means uh so like talking about it thinking about it from my for you know for me sitting home uh it's maybe 
Lucasfilm liked the idea of having a comedy Star Wars film, or maybe a Star Wars film with a different genre of taste to it. Uh, maybe they, they, the idea to write it down on paper was great. Um, you know, the actors they got for it, uh, you know, especially with the new casting of Han Solo and Lando, especially Lando, he's more of a comedic actor. So, it, you know, everything was kind of like fitting into place a bit. Uh, if, if you guys don't know, Donald Glover was going to be uh, the Lando Carizian and Adam, Adeline uh, Intramic Rick. I'm sorry if I pronounce your name. Really do. He was playing the new Han Solo, you know, which people already was speculating that, or not speculating, just concerned of what he could do in a film. Or it, it, could he live up to the hype of Han Solo, the character? And um, I feel like what this creative differences means is that the, it was written in paper nice, but Disney, not Disney, sorry, Lucasfilm did not like the direction they were going. Now, the last bit of update we got from this, uh, from their film process going, so they had three weeks left as far as June 20th goes, you know, when this was recorded. Um, and it's saddening because three weeks left and we've lost our directors to the film. That's probably 80% done. Uh, to be fair, you know, the, as a rough estimate, I would say you're close to maybe over 50% of the film already done. And Lucasfilm did not. I'm pretty sure they saw what they saw and they did not like it. Um, because even I, you know, it's funny because even I prior to today uh, learning about this news or, you know, seeing the events happening, I speculated something was not right because celebration happened. Um, uh uh, I forget another day was coming and we had no at least a teaser of the film or something that's uh, promoting it in some type of way or anticipating it as far as I know nothing at Celebration was basically looking forward to this film it's almost like this film did not exist uh, because I feel like when Rogue One was coming remember this this film comes next year and with Rogue One, it's funny because, you know, with The Force Awakens, we got it maybe two, what, 25th, uh, was it 2014, 2013, Black Friday. Um, film comes out December 2015. Long time, but we were getting promotions like crazy. With Rogue One, it was show, it was shortened down a bit because, you know, the, we got the, the trailer and the announcement later uh, because even Lucasfilm was worried about that film's success. And it did, I think, I'm pretty sure it did succeed box office-wise and their money back towards it. But with this film, for what less than a year away and no news at all not a single t teaser uh the only thing we've gotten is leak images of the set uh which is very disappointing i think um disappointing as confidence that lucasfilm has with these films i feel like they're very very scared of this uh and my speculation on why this happened is because maybe star wars uh, sorry, Lucasfilm did not want a film of a comedy film. Maybe they wanted a comedy film just to be another Star Wars film. Maybe they felt like the direction, they just wanted to keep it consistent because it sells, you know? And who can blame them? Who can blame them for that, for that, you know, for the idea? Uh, but at the same time, you know, we lost it. And I, I just, right now, I just want to give you my take. If you guys have any suggestions or any ideas or, or any comments you have on this, please write down on, on iTunes reviews or email me or if you have me on Instagram, DM me about this, especially if you listen to it. Uh, I would love to get some feedback from you straight from listening and then DM me. Um, but for sure, something was not right, you know? 
but I want to do move forward with this. I do have a couple of uh, questions I did say early in the, in the show. Let me get my phone. Uh, because you guys sent me some questions, and I told you that I would answer them on the following episode of Cantina Thoughts, which, you know, I love you guys for that. So let's get started here. Uh, let's start with, the, you know, some some cheeky ones here. So Star Wars editor, Star Wars dot wars no star.wars.editor great guy uh you know funny guy comedian <laughs> i already telling the live stream good guy so he says uh when are you gonna have basically me on the show that's my question for the podcast dude man i would love to have you on like i said i do want to bring so many guests you are a part of the asw family so you're like basically halfway in there you just got to come in so that would be great for sure i definitely want you to be on uh let's see and then, and then Star Wars Command underscore Center. He said, "What is your favorite Star Wars moment?" Uh, I mean, my favorite Star Wars moment film. So maybe I'll do you film and then real life. So film, my favorite Star Wars moment is Luke Skywalker throwing his lightsaber away in Episode Six during the fight with Darth Vader. Uh, nothing gets me more uh, nostalgic more than that scene. Watching it, I just remember seeing that as a little kid and just being inspired by luke and mark hamill's performance um and just wanting to be like him you know not wanting to be the dark side not wanting to be a bully or or you know someone with with bad with bad direction or bad attitudes you know i, I always wanted to be the kid uh growing up or the kid in, in school that was optimistic who was uh positive and you know kind so definitely that scene when he throws lights over just rejecting the, the dark side uh is one of my favorite um film moments and i guess one of my favorite real life moments in star wars uh which is weird because i feel like i've talked about the two but is going to star wars celebration uh five in 2010 uh seeing just so many star wars fans come together um and just having just celebrating the star wars that we loved and seeing george lucas and seeing the announcement of savage press and just awesome stuff if you haven't Take a chance to look into that if you, if there's any videos. I don't believe there's any videos on YouTube on it, but definitely great. Uh, definitely check it out. Uh, let's see if we got another comment here. He says this is this is uh, espionaz uh, e s p i n o z a underscore seventy four. Sorry if I you know don't pronounce your name. I'm not really good with. Um, I only really speak English, so I suck at this. He says, hey, bro, I have a question. Uh, I don't understand much uh, about the stuff uh, that isn't on the movies anymore, but why isn't it canon anymore? Uh, so this guy commented, I think this was for, um, I mean, it, the talking about the Marvel comics uh, with Darth Vader and the Revenge of the Sith novel and the film itself. Is it all canon? Uh, what is canon from that? Uh, and I did talk about the last show that the Darth Vader issue, I think it was the last show. The Darth Vader issue is sometimes I feel like they try to rip on the prequels a bit because it's it's by different people who are in the Marvel series. They're not really connected to Lucasfilm in a sense of son a bit. That's the kind of the feeling I got from that from the comic was that somebody did not like the prequels and they wanted to change some things, uh, you know, which is creative decision. You know, that's your creative whatever you want to do creatively, you could do it. Uh, but you know some. I won't accept that as the canon. The true canon to me is always the film. Uh, but what isn't canon anymore, obviously, is anything from the EU, anything that has the label the label Legends on it. That's even including comics. If you see a comic that has a Legend tab on the top, it's not canon or novel. Um, anything, I think the Clone Wars, um, the the cartoon series, the not the Clone Wars, the animated 
but the cartoon, I think that's not canon anymore. I'm pretty sure that isn't. Uh, the holiday special, I mean, I didn't think that was canon in the first place. But uh, uh, I think that's it so far as far as film and animation-wise. Uh, but actually, you know, I think the Clone Wars, uh, the animated series, the, um, what were they called? Uh, it was the episodes that, that did not air. Until, not the last missions that were on Netflix. It was the ones on StarWars.com. They were barely finished. I don't think those are canon as far as I know. But anything with the Legends tab, bro, look for the Legends tab. Don't get fooled. Uh, they're not canon because I understand you don't want to waste your time reading everything and be like, what? This never happened? And I, I trust me, I had that moment when that announcement came out. I just finished reading the – that just sounded weird. I just finished reading the at that time the Bane series and uh, just looking back and like, this isn't canon anymore. And that bugged me really bad. But I got over it. You know, new Star Wars came out. I think I have one last question left. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Yes. All right, this is a pretty cool question. This is uh, Nolan the Beast. Nolan the Beast. Yeah. Uh, he says, is Mace Windu dead? Okay. Because uh, I feel like Lucasfilm is teasing us a bit. Back at Celebration 2017, uh, during the 40th anniversary panel, um... A little actor named Samuel L. Jackson came on. And he said, "Why is if Mace Windu, if a Jedi could jump off twenty, you know, story feet and you know survive, why can't Mace Windu? Because he was thrown off a twenty. I don't know how tall it was, but he jumped off, and many Jedi's can survive that. And he just had that question of, you know what? Thinking about it, you know what? I want that. I really, really want that. I I think that would be a really cool surprise if in a Star Wars story film, all of a sudden you see Mace Windu come back, and he's an old man, you know, as he is now, Samuel Jackson, but wise, and maybe, not even wise, what if he's upset and angry? I love there's this uh, uh, fan art of, uh, I think it's, I think, yeah, I think it's Mace Windu, he has a robot ham, and Boba Fett captured him, or something like that, Boba Fett's catching him, but you can see how old he's become, uh, how, you know, weak and i think that'd be really cool to see a character from that maybe he even grows and helps maybe becomes part of the rebellion uh it, which is really 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 weird but i think it would be really cool to see something like that kind of like you know soka we never thought jedis were a part of the rebellion until luke skywalker but that's not the case you know kanan ezra ahsoka i mean soka's not a jedi but force users right um and uh, easily mace windu could have went crazy maybe he became a mercenary maybe he lived under the underworld right and started to hunt down, I don't know, contracts and stuff. Maybe he hated the Jedi. Maybe he wouldn't say. So like that. Uh, but as far as canon, he's dead. Uh, I hate to burst your bubble on that, you know, talking all that, like, amazing fan art stuff or fan fan stuff. But so far, he is dead. I would, But like I said, I'm on the boat. I would love to see him alive. Um, I think that would be really cool. Especially, you know, it's funny that Samuel Jackson comes, talks about wanting having Mason Windu alive. And then a couple months later, Marvel comes out with a new series for Mace Windu about the Jedi and the Republic. So, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, Disney, Lucasfilm, Marvel. I see where you're going with this. But that's going to be all the time I have for today. Uh, I want to thank you, everybody who's listening. Uh, this show is becoming bigger and bigger. And I thank you guys so much uh, for just being a part of it and uh, being here for it. And I, I, I love you guys so much. My Instagram page is blowing up. Uh, which is really cool because it's able to advertise more to get more people to listen to this show. If you, this is your first time listening, uh, subscribe uh, to YouTube. Follow us on um, 
on Instagram. Follow the network on Instagram at All Star Wars Network. Uh, follow Michael, the head of the of all of this, uh, at, under, at all underscore Star Wars, and uh, just be able to check that out. Um, email me if you can. It's on my Instagram page, and uh, make sure to give us a like and make sure to give us five stars on iTunes. Give us a review. I would love to see those. And uh, you guys, may the force be with you guys always.